This episode is brought to you by the Inspire Collection by Kalia. Just because you're working out doesn't mean you shouldn't look fabulous. The Inspire Collection by Kalia was designed with both style and performance in mind. It looks good, feels good, and stays put no matter how you move. And the collection has everything you need for a day at the gym. A support bra, crop tanks, bike shorts, amazing leggings, and more. It's their most versatile collection yet. Shop the Inspire Collection by Kalia now, exclusively at Dick's Sporting Goods. This episode is brought to you by Reese's Peanut Butter Cups. In breaking news, leading scientists worldwide are conducting experiments to determine if Reese's Peanut Butter Cups are the perfect combination of peanut butter and chocolate. However, it appears the study was inconclusive, as the scientists couldn't help but eat all the Reese's. Because when you want something sweet, you can't do better than Reese's. Find Reese's now at a store near you. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hello and welcome to Like-Minded Friends with me, Susie Ruffle. And me, Tom Allen. Hello, everybody. Hello, good morning. Good morning or afternoon or... Or, evening. Or, or evening to those who... Or good night. Who, ...who are in the evening. Firstly, Suze, we should start off with a welcome to any new listeners who are joining <gasps> us after our after our appearance on... Saturday, Saturday Kitchen. Mm. Hello. Mm. How fun... I'd, I'd never done Saturday Kitchen before. How fun is that show? Suze, you're a triumph. It's so fun, isn't it? I actually love Matt. Yeah, he's, he's so good. He's fantastic. And Ollie as well, being just such oh. nice people. I love Ollie. I'm going to go for mm. dinner with Ollie. He lives in Sussex as well. Oh, Do you know yes. That? He was like, we should have dinner. I was like, you bring the wine. Yeah. I'll be there, babe. He will. He will. Yeah, nice person. He loves that wine. Yeah, he loves it. It had to be Ganesha, whatever he said on Saturday. <laughs> sure. <laughs> Do you remember that bit when he was like, it had to be, I was a bit, I'd had a couple of glasses at The that. thing is, mm. as soon as they put food in front of me, yeah. I'm not really any use. Well, I was started tucking into that pizza that I'd made myself, which actually wasn't particularly nice. Well, no, you put so much sauce on it, it looked horrific. Mm. Well, I had to tip it out of the bowl, didn't I? I was trying to be sort of a bit comedic. <laughs> it was very um, funny. Hmm. Mm. Yes, well, silly. Silly fun on a Saturday morning. To our listeners from overseas, we should probably say Saturday Kitchen is a breakfast TV show on a Saturday morning where they have chefs and people plugging things, and we were plugging this? <laughs> we were plugging. But what we realised is, also welcome, but also this podcast is quite a nebulous thing. Yes. And we pride ourselves on being quite outside the mainstream in a way, mm-hmm. I suppose, because we are such eccentrics ourselves. Um, so when you when it comes to selling it... <laughs> it's really hard. They said, can you not be negative about it? Because we, we were planning on saying, you know, it's a load of old turt, don't listen. <laughs> but then apparently that puts people off. They were like, oh, can you not do that, please? We're like, but that's our vibe. I was sort of going to lean into that a bit, but then... What, it being oh, a, bit, a load of old turt? Well, just sort of, yeah, well, just sort of going, we don't know what it is, but people seem to like it. 
you know, and I'm proud of that actually. Well, yeah, because I think that I think it's the closest thing to stand up. Yeah, sure. And when you're improvising, when you're talking to the crowd, it's like that's what we're here for. Mm. You know, it's just it's just mm. playful chat. It's just playful chat. Well, we're here for it. Uh, well, we are literally. I mean, not oh, in the metaphorical sense, but we're also. I was going to say you're using a real Americanism there. I'm here being for it. here for it. But also, I mentioned in the literal sense, we are literally here, here for it for today. That purpose, yeah. Tom, that shirt behind you. Yes. What's it called when you have sort of a block colour and then a different colour on the collar and the cuffs? I don't know. But I love that look. Oh, thank you. It's one I got for The Apprentice, your fired show. Clang. Um, clang. And it sort of looks a bit businessy, I think, that contrast. like. That. Oh, yeah. I think it looks business. like it's business. It looks like business. you're a business boy. It's all business. All business, baby. Thank you for saying that. I like wearing, I like wearing that sort of contrast. And it's from the shirt maker Bud. So it's very, um, very she-she. Very she-she. Well, do you know what it reminds me of? And don't take this the wrong way. Mm. But you know in Notting Hill, oh, Julia yes. Roberts has to do the the press, <laughs> you know, the press junket. And there's a yes. scene where she's wearing a shirt and a tie. And oh, honestly, I've tried yes. to remodel that look hundreds of times. Yes, that's very useful. It's a little bit that. And I... My two two of my favourite things are Tom Allen and Julia Roberts, mm. and if I can get that Venn diagram, well, how will you finally mix us together? And it's actually that sort oh, of cuff. Oh my goodness! It's in that shirt. That's where the Venn diagram crosses. My only goodness. that one area. Mm. That's, that's the only, that's the thing. Me and Julia Roberts. <laughs> <laughs> no, Tom, we do need to speak briefly about the fact that we're doing a live show, and we've started yes. doing the planning for it. And actually, I think it's going to be such a hoot. I think it's going to be great, you know, actually. So if people are listening, if people are listening and they want to come, it's on the 29th of Feb. <laughs> no one's listening. <laughs> no one's listening. Are you there? Papa, can you hear me? <laughs> are you there, listener? It's me, Julia Roberts. Um, <laughs> the... <laughs> oh, what is that book? Are you, are you there? God, it's me, Margaret. I think it's a Judy Bloom, isn't it? Oh, I think it might be. Did you ever read Judy Bloom? No, forbidden to to girls. It was it was I think it was designed for for girls at my school, mm. and also it was considered too rude and it was banned because she mentions. Oh, there's a bit where she's talking about a man's willy. She gives it some sort of strange name. Oh. Yeah, I didn't read that far. I was in the earlier books, which was more like, oh. oh my god, I've got my period. Oh, that sort of thing. Which of course I was like, oh, being a girl sucks. Uh, but on Brown for me, I did read Lady Chatterley's Lover. So that probably explains a lot, really. When you were how old? Oh, I don't know. Young. Four, too young, five. Too young. <laughs> too young to understand. Isn't it quite saucy, Lady Chatterley's Lover? Yes, exactly. Yeah. Mm. What's Lady Chatterley up to? Is she putting it about? Yes. She's not physical with her husband. and right. um, and That is the most Victorian way of saying they're not shagging. I know. Um, they're not getting on. And... Um, <laughs> And uh, so she makes friends with Mellors, not to be confused with David Meller, the politician and radio <laughs> presenter. And um, she gets together with Mellors, the gardener. And um, well, she she spends a lot of time with him and then ends up in his um, shed, shed at one point. Yeah, it becomes a bit of a thing. I can't remember what happens beyond that. It's probably not that good. It's just a bit shocking. I think it's probably those things that, you know, one thing of it will stay in your head. Yes. As an adult. You know, like as a yes. child, that would be the thing that's like, oh my God, it's sex. Yeah, I think so. Oh my God, it's sex. <laughs> I think it was quite shocking. I mean, at the time, yeah. 
What you can't see is that Tom just sort of clutched for imaginary pearls yes. as he said that. <laughs> I'm wearing my casual wear and I realised they're not on. I've only got a zip oh, there. Um, so don't spoil the image though I am also clutching my pearls. Yes, it's um, uh, a lovely book, but um, what was I going to... Now, change of subject. Please. A story I did want to tell you, Suze. Oh God, yes, please. I went to see Mrs Doubtfire the other week <gasps> and we went to a pizza restaurant beforehand in Covent Garden. Clang. That's not the story. That's not the whole story. But no, but you know, I want everything. So, what did you have? And did you have a drink with it? We had. Um, it was uh, home slice. We had Ooh. a bottle of wine, which comes in some sort of massive flagon, and um, the pizza is like the size of. It's like the size Europe? of Middlesex, yeah. <laughs> and um, you can split the different toppings. So we had like a pesto one, and we had um, a chorizo one. I had coriander as well. I liked it. Yum, yum. That's. That's not the story. Uh, what? You've got more stories than that? Indeed. The life he leads. It never ends. Um, so I was with Alfie, um, who got there Fine. early to secure the table. Friend of the show. Friend of the show. <laughs> <laughs> and um, Tim, who works on The Apprentice. And mm-hmm. um, Tim and I had come from The Apprentice, uh, you'll find, office. And um, we got to the restaurant and the waiter took us through and as we're walking through the restaurant we're being shown to our table I looked to my right and there's a man in a red checkered jacket he's got a beard and I'm like is that Santa? it wasn't Santa <laughs> well he's off now isn't he? Uh, and he loves pizza yeah he loves pizza he and he loves, loves the West Dapper. End yeah he just can't get enough of it it, it wasn't Santa unfortunately <laughs> in a way it was a red checkered, checkered jacket oh, I should have said, like lumberjack style Canadian oh. if you will the clue is there it was, I was like, that's Rufus Wainwright. <gasps> he was sat at the central table, the sort of communal table, which you sort of share with other people. We were in the corner. And I kept looking over to be like, oh my God, that's Rufus Wainwright. I can't believe it. But I was trying to be subtle. I was being really subtle about it. And then <laughs> um, the waitress came over to take our order. And I said to her, do you know who's sitting at that table over there? And I said really quietly, um, it's a you know, very famous singer, Rufus Wainwright. And she didn't hear me. And she went, she sort of said like, Ruthie Henschel. And I was like, no. Oh, no. <laughs> Rufus Wainwright sat over there. And she was like, I don't know who that is. And I was like, oh, he's amazing, folky, sort of folky singer, songwriter, show, big showbiz songs, almost sound like they're in a musical. Sometimes they sound like in an opera, plays the piano. It's very, like, he's very famous. She was like, oh, I'll look him up. Anyway, I was, I was about to get, well, no, I didn't want to get up and say hello, but then Alfie and Tim were like... But you should have. Well, they said, you've got to say hello, you'll regret it. You've got to say hello. Well, then... Then what eventually, happened? Go on. Then I got up. I saw that he finished eating. He was just paying his bill. I got up and then I bottled it literally at the last minute and just started looking at the big menu <laughs> right, right by his table. <laughs> oh God, that's so embarrassing. So weird, so weird. And then I said, oh, excuse me. And he looked up as though, oh, like the waiter had come back. And he looked up and I said, I'm so sorry to bother you. I just wanted to say... I really love, I'm a big fan of your work and thank you for everything you do. And he sort of was like looking at me quite blankly because he was sort of looking at his phone, but he was sort of counting or sort of saying something like he was mouthing something out loud. Maybe he was on a FaceTime call. I don't know. Um, I said, I'm a huge fan of your work. Thank you for everything you do. And um, and I went and he looked at me and said, oh, thank you. And I said, I'm sorry to disturb you. Thank you so much. And then I scampered off and I was a bit hot. You're sure it was him? And it, yeah, it was definitely him. I mean, okay. that did cross my mind as well. Just, just the him looking blankly. <laughs> I would just Imagine love it if he just went up. 
Yeah, so, thank you for all you do. <laughs> yeah, just an accountant. Well, yeah, I've, I've had a very, it's a very busy time for me at the moment. It's tax return season. <laughs> yeah, it's year end. Finally, someone says thank you. <laughs> Imagine if it had been. Have you ever been mistaken for anybody else? Has anyone come up and said, I love what you do and, it's, they, they, and they've meant to see someone else? Because oh. frequently people will say to me, how are your twins? And they mean Jen Brister. <laughs> they might be talking about... Matiz. Yeah. <laughs> Still small but perky. <laughs> Thanks for asking. <laughs> Which point do you... I'll Hoik show them. them <laughs> Hoik. That makes them sound a Hoik. lot bigger than they are, Tom. <laughs> Please. Delicately (laughs) reveal them. We're all perfect. We're all perfect. Um, The, um, yes, maybe that's what they say. But you know, my one is that they go, I love that legal program you do. Oh, of course. Judge Rinder. But yeah. I think you're a lot better looking. Thank you. (laughs) Thank you. I'm going to tell him. Please do. Some lesbian you've never heard of thinks that I'm better looking than you. Okay, bye. Bye, Rob. He has heard of you. (laughs) He knows you. We're all pals. We're all friends. Well, of course, I do my legal podcast with him, The Legal Eagles. Of course, of course. You love the that show. Eagles. You're so yeah, good, yeah. Yeah, I know. It's like Judge Judy. <laughs> <laughs> that's mad, isn't it? That that's a massive thing in the States, a show about like petty claims. Yeah. And it's televised. Because it's not just that. And then there's like the paternity court. Oh, wow. Do they? Oh, my- Tom, it's huge. I only know about it because of like TikTok. Oh, Clang. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I've got a phone. <laughs> and I've downloaded some apps. But what a wild idea to go. Yeah. I'm pretty sure that this guy's the father. Let's do it on telly. I mean, to, that's the bit, isn't it, where you go, the only way this can be resolved. <laughs> Is in the paternity court on <laughs> NBC or whatever it is. I'll fill in this form. We'll wait to hear back from a producer who might say they're interested. We'll probably get us in for a meeting before we go. We're going to have to ha- seem like we have either A, lots of chemistry or B, really hate each other. In a, Yeah, in an entertaining, dramatic way. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I suppose, is it their version of Jeremy Kyle in a way? Not that that exists here anymore. But. Yeah, I guess so. They have Dr. Phil, though, don't they? Who's oh, is that not more? an actual doctor. Is that right? I don't think, I don't think so. I think he's... A, um, I mean, right into the PA box if I'm wrong, but I think he might be like Dr. Gillian McKeith. Is she not a doctor? No, Tom. All a load of old turp. <gasps> wow. Hot gossip. I think that was hot gossip, I would say, a decade ago. Not the dance trip. Hot gossip. <laughs> oh, Yeah. Mm. I'd love to have been in that. Mm, you would have been great. Thanks so much. I would have been terrible, but you, you'd be great in that. If you drink enough, you're a great dancer. Thank you for that. <laughs> I'd love to be drunk and on Top of the Pops. <laughs> <laughs> Sometimes watching Top of the Pops too. Uh, we did this a few weeks ago. If you ignore the God, you guys singing, know how to live. We do, My mum was around, Alfie was here, <laughs> watching the telly, and my favourite thing to do was, maybe I'd had a couple of brandies, but was to ignore the person singing but to watch someone in the crowd and yeah. oh my goodness, they were having the best time. Can you imagine being going to Top of the Pops? It would be like going to the Grammys now. Front row. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Like celebrity was so, like celebrity so close to us now because of Instagram. Like, mm. We feel like we know them really well. Yeah. But if it was like the Beatles on Top of the Pops, it would have oh been. Oh my God, David Essex. Yeah. My auntie, now was it David Essex? I think so. My auntie told my cousin Jodie 
that her dad was David Essex and the poodle was her brother. It's incredible that she is such a well-rounded, lovely person. (laughs) (laughs) Whenever he came on the telly, Auntie Jackie would go, that's your dad. Whilst my Uncle Bri was in the room. I was going to say what she was together with. Yeah. Oh. (laughs) Yeah. And uh, and that the dog Bowie, who was a standard black poodle. How tall? Was her brother. How tall? Six Uh, foot. Was he? (laughs) (laughs) One of those really tall ones. That is tall for a poodle. Yeah. Good for him. Wow. 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 That's that's wonderful. (laughs) Um, Good old Auntie Jackie. That's Auntie Jackie, not Auntie Jack. Yeah. Oh, no, actually, Auntie Jack. It's very confusing. It's Auntie, Auntie Jack. Jack. Sorry, sorry. So is that how you left it with Rufus Wainwright? Yeah. And I scuttled back to the table and I was a bit like, actually, I'm a bit embarrassed. Scuttle makes it sound like you walked like a crab. Yes, I felt like I did. Yeah. I oh, was... don't be embarrassed. He was He was very nice. He was like, oh, thank you. And then looked back at this phone, which, of course, why wouldn't he? He was in the middle of counting as far as I could Being, tell. Doing his accounts. Doing his accounts because it wasn't him. It's it was an accountant. Year. Yeah, it was end of year. <laughs> um, so, I, I mean, I mean, I don't know. I think it's fine. I think that we all embarrass ourselves in that sort of way. Well, only because I've been such a massive fan of him for probably 20 years. Yeah, you are a huge fan of him. And he really helped me coming out. He really helped me writing stand-up, actually, like, just because he was talking about whatever he wanted. Well, yeah, he's very, it's very liberating, isn't it, to see someone do mm. something that is creatively, unapologetically them. Abs- oh my God, I couldn't have put it better. Wow, you've summed it up perfectly, Sis. Thanks, Tom. And I think that is very, yeah, liberating and uh, it makes it feel accessible. I suppose so. I just thought I'd share it. As it happened, I was like, oh God, where's Susie? <laughs> I, need- <laughs> I need to release myself of the shame. Yes, I need- <laughs> basically that's what this podcast is. Yeah, oh, that's what we should have said. Shame release. Shame release. Shame release. Not confused <laughs> with Shane Ritchie. Or Shane Reaction. Oh, great <laughs> show. Now, I'd like to see Shame Reaction. That would be nice. Shane Ritchie hosting a quiz show mm-hmm. called Shane Reaction. Where people get progressively redder um, as <laughs> the more the further up they get. I like that. Yeah. I imagine commissioners are listening to this. I imagine. This is absolute, this is, I mean, you know, absolute They're looking for formats. They're, Lord knows. They need new <laughs> formats. You know they need new formats. Now, Tom, we've had a lot, we've had a lot in the post bag. Oh, bulging. It's all right. Oh. At the seams. Hmm. This one just came in yesterday, Tom. Mm. Super short and simple, but thank you for doing this podcast. I'm a new mum, brackets, 10 weeks old. Oh. And the days, nights are so long when I've not got plans and your chats keep me company and keep me sane. Oh. It's so hard to retain a sense of self in this newborn stage. And your nattering reminds me of long solo walks and life before the babe. Mm. A question I could ask Susie, who might have any advice for new parenting and keeping your sense of self whilst giving so much. You provide more comfort than you know. Thank you. And that's from Charis. Oh, what a lovely message. Oh my God. How do you keep your sense of self? I don't, I, I, do you know, I don't know that I did. And I think that that's okay too. I feel, felt, feel like at some points it felt like it was really slipping from my fingers. Um, but then it did come back. Is that, I don't know if that's a good response, Tom. Mm. But doing like one thing every day, like I think like listening to podcasts, I found really not my own one. I'm not that insane. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But I think doing that sort of one thing every now and then that is just for you. Tell you what I love to do. And this won't be a surprise to anyone 
But when our daughter was really little, we lived very near to a big Sainsbury's and I would get an awful lot of joy by wandering around the haberdashery section, which I know, but it was, it was locked down as well. So oh. you know, it was a different time. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Yeah. Well, but you know, when there's not a John Lewis nearby, sometimes a TU has to do. Mm, mm, well. <laughs> Take that into your advice. life with you. <laughs> good advice as always. It's great. But advice. also congratulations on your baby. Yeah. And thanks for saying such nice things. Is there a way to, well, I don't know. I don't know anything about having babies, but if there's um, another person around who could help, even for an hour, is that mm. something that people sort of can use, like just to go and do a class or a... A thing. A thing. Walk. A, a walk. A swim. A swim. I love to swim. So. He's a swim. He's an otter. Are you an otter? Well, apparently, Yeah. Thing. Though, in the gay thing, in the gay thing, I think I'm. Um, I think I'm getting more to bear as the. As, I don't. The I don't. Will you ever by. be hairy enough? Oh, that's true. I'm probably not that hairy. Yeah, that's true. Your arms aren't very hairy, which no. is another thing I like about you, and mm. where that Julia Roberts, Tom Allen Venn diagram meets again. Yet again, not very hairy arms. Yet again, the rumors continue. <laughs> Are we the same person? You never see them both in the same room. It's true. Right, here we go. Hi, Tom and Susie. Absolutely love the podcast. Listening each week feels like having a couple of friends around chatting in my kitchen. And I really do appreciate you keeping me company. I recently finished my PhD. Oh, clang. Clang. And I'm now officially a doctor. Clang. Clang. Welcome. Have you got a show? Just not the kind that helps people. (laughs) I like how you put that in. I'd love to get something fabulous to wear for my graduation. So it only makes sense to ask my snappily dressed, like-minded friends, where you get your suits? You always look so chic. Lots of love. Now, pronounced, this is how you say her name, Lucretia. 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 Lovely name. Bye, 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 bye. In case you're wondering, my thesis was called Too Much Information, Question Mark, Oversharing. Oh. In contemporary women's life writing. In a nutshell, it looks at oversharing as a misogynistic idea used to shut down marginalized people who voice their experiences. Oh. That sounds very interesting. Very interesting. Very interesting. Tom, suits. Suits you. Uh, Suits you, sir. I I mean, I am, full disclosure, I'm a brand (laughs) ambassador for for the food. But I do go to Marks and Spencers sometimes for the suits, and I've, I've found those to be very, um, very becoming. Go I've for the food, pleased. stay for the suits. Basically, yeah, that's been my my experience. But um, I've gone there a lot, um, and like to jazz it up with a, an accessory, which you can of course shop around for. Yes, I agree. Also, I've I don't know what your style is, mm. but I, I've often worn an oversized men's suit, which I really like. Ooh, with very a very a, a very sort of a tight t-shirt oh just and then you can sort of wear it open and so you've got the sort of got the t-shirt open yeah the t- tits out um second time that's happened in this podcast i know i i do you know this is what happens when i record the show topless oh yes that's i simply we should, must we should have mentioned this on saturday <laughs> kitchen um but i think that that's that actually really does work and the suits that I've had made, I always get them from the same place, which is Kipper and Chalk. Chalk. Mm. I sounded really Portsmouth then. Kipper and Chalk. Chalk? Am I saying Ooh. Chalk right? Yeah. Like Chalk Farm? Yeah. So chalk. Perfect. Yeah. Kipper and Chalk. If you go on my Instagram page, they're tagged loads. Oh, Imogen, who uh, is the tailor 
uh, is simply fantastic. So, mm. so, so, so that's like where I get mine. Ooh, Thank yeah. you so much. Also, if you want someone from the high street, although it is a little bit pricey, Cos is very good for a suit. Mm. There you go. You heard it here first. Mm. Right, Tom, I've sent you an email so that you could do some of the reading. Oh, Because, you know, so tired. Thanks, <laughs> So oh. dyslexic. This is a lovely one. Hi, Susie and Tom, exclamation mark. Short time, but addicted, all dashed together. Uh, or hyphenated, I should say. Listener, first time caller here. I just wanted to send you a quick email to say I've recently discovered your podcast after coming to see Tom's show in the Slough of the Northeast, Stockton on Tees, brackets clang. Loved that show, actually. I had a lovely pizza opposite. In September, lovely lampposts in Stockton on Tees. And I'm now being a bit of a basic, <laughs> they describe themselves as a basic bitch, and bringing, <laughs> binging it from the beginning. Brackets, I'm currently up to the... Panny D year, so no spoilers Ooh. as to how that all works out, please. <laughs> <laughs> After listening to you both and realizing how similar our sense of humors and tastes are, I too was obsessed with witches as a teenager and love a musical. I went on a bit of a YouTube slash TV deep hyphened dive into Susie's career and can now say I'm a 100% bona fide fan. Hearing about your love of theatre got me thinking about one of my solo culture vulture trips to London a couple of years ago. I've been come down for three or four days at a time and fill my time with theatre, museums and galleries and this trip is no different. On one of the nights I'd booked to see the play that goes wrong which is one of my favourite non-musical shows brackets Chicago, Sweeney Todd and the Book of Mormon even though you didn't ask. When I got to the theatre and stood in line in the pouring rain waiting to have my ticket checked and go in I noticed a few A4 size posters for An Evening with Dame Eileen Atkins. This being the theatre showing that the play that goes wrong, I stood there feeling slightly superior to all of the in- uninitiated people who would obviously be feeling very confused by these, as I thought it was a very clever continuation of their gone wrong marketing campaign of lopsided and upside down posters. Oh, yeah. how wrong I was. <laughs> I guess the sea of blue rinses should probably have tipped me off, but I shoved along to the ushers out front who were scanning tickets where, where mine, of course, didn't work. Unperturbed, I marched up to the box office only to be told that, no, it wasn't a joke, and tonight really was an evening with Dame Eileen Atkins, and I'd actually purchased a ticket for the next night when the usual show would be on. Needless to say, I hot-footed it out of there with my tail between my legs and a face like a beetroot. Um, So what I wanted to ask was, have either of you, either as a performer or an audience member, done something so cringingly embarrassing in a theatre, or am I completely alone in my numptiness? Anyway, I must dash off to record a podcast wandering around John Lewis. Hey, there's a comedy called. Bye-bye-bye. Stephen in Middlesbrough. (laughs) Stephen in Middlesbrough, you are definitely right up our boulevard. Stephen, welcome to the fold. The crease, if the you crease, will. The crease, if you will. <laughs> Stephen in Middlesbrough. The most, well, I don't know how you feel, Suze, but my thing is, why didn't you just plead with them to swap the tickets so you could have a, an evening with Dame Eileen Atkins? I would have loved that. Well, yes, I would have loved that. Yeah, I would have also loved that. I think it's a once-in-a-lifetime opportunity. Yes. Um, I would agree. A dame. That's just me. I mean, when Alfie took me to see an audience with Patricia Routledge. Clang. Clang a lang. It was really gay. It was really gay. <laughs> was um, it old ladies and gay men? Yeah. Yeah. Which is very much your crowd. Very much. I would say Venn diagram into a circle. <laughs> <laughs> Have you ever had any theatre faux pas? A fox pass. Fox pits. Um, I. Ooh, I'm trying to think if I've ever wandered into the wrong show. I had to, oh, I remember going to see a friend of mine's show at um, someone I was working with who was doing a sort of off West End uh, performance and sure. the, the door opened onto the stage, um, basically, <gasps> oh. and of course I was late. So that was awful. I mean, you did do that in one of my shows in Edinburgh as well, do you remember? Did I? 
Yeah, but it wasn't your fault. You were coming from a show that had run late. And I was on, and it was when I was in the below. Oh, and you, yeah. had, and you walked directly onto the stage and then oh up. My oh, my God. No, it was great. It gave the, it made everyone quite excited because you'd been on telly a bit by then. And people were like, oh, Tom Allen's here. This no, must be good. I'm sure they were just annoyed. Um, but <laughs> no, not at were, all. They were. Not at all. Mm, but um, so that's my, what have you done, Suze? Oh, I don't know. I often embarrass myself, don't I? That's very much sort of what I do. It's sort of my joie de vivre is just embarrassing myself. Um, Please. I'm trying to think at theatres. Not really. I mean, there was obviously that time that I turned up too drunk to go on at a gig. Oh, and embarrass cool. myself. But I no. mean, if you've listened to the podcast from the beginning, you'll you'll know that story. You'll um, know. But other than that, I don't know. I don't know that I've. I mean, other places, sure. Mm. But mm, I well, don't think you need to be too embarrassed about that. I've got to say, Stephen. Stephen, yeah, I don't think you should worry at all. I think you did very well. It sounds like you had a nice experience. What did you do instead, though, for your evening? That's what we want. Yeah, to know. that's what we need to know. Did you go? Did you run to that ticket kiosk and say, oh. "What can I get now?" TKDS. Well, apparently, you can sometimes get a discounted ticket for a show in the moments before curtain up. That's, yeah, well, that's that's theatre speak for the beginning, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> Not to be confused with beginners, which is five minutes before curtain oh, up. Oh yes, how confusing! Very confusing for um, those that aren't initiated into the theatre. Of course, we like to exchange theatrical language here. Um, but um, we're very theatrical in our way. Well, Stephen, do keep us posted on that. Yeah, we'd love to know more. Now, if you want to get in touch with us, you always can. The email is, <laughs> wait a moment. <laughs> the email is hello at likemindedfriendspod.com. Super catchy. Super catchy. Super catchy. Super catchy, fragilistic. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, watched that the other day email. did you which yes, one yes it's still so good the first yeah still absolutely love it Fab, isn't it yeah such a great film especially all the sort of purples in it I like how purple and blue well I was thinking about how much I like the animation which is oh you know yeah. quite it must have been it must have been really sort of thrilling mm. to see Mary Poppins dance with a penguin oh it must have been absolutely and have you been on a carousel since so I went on one at Heaver Castle just before Christmas and I really started imagining what if this horse galloped off over the field. Why did you go on a, on a carousel just for fun? Yeah, we had the tokens. <laughs> God, you, I love you. Have you done that where you go to a place and you have to buy tokens? Yes, of course. I've been to, I've been to a fair, Tom. Oh, of course. Well, it was sort of a Christmas extravaganza at Heaver Castle. Really loved it, actually. Clang, clang, clang. It doesn't stop, does it? Mm, mm. The life you lead. Rufus Wainwright, Heaver Castle. I know. Showbiz anecdotes. Coriander on pincer. Co yes, I know. I liked that, actually. Good for you. The pesto one was a bit rich. And also, it made the base a bit soggy in the middle. So I had to flip that over to the, do you know what I mean? The outside bit. So it had to, mm. it had to structure. Um, yeah, I don't like it when pizza loses its structural integrity. I don't like that. No, mm. no. Suze, I... I cannot believe um, we, we were even thinking of rounding up this podcast before we took a moment just to reflect on the absolute sensation that was your show at the fabulous Bloomsbury Theatre last week. It was really something, everybody. It was wonderful. It was a, it was a very nice show, and I was more than anything, I was very relieved. <laughs> I don't think I could. I, I, I think that I was just very relieved that it went so well, and that oh. the audience was so fab. They were really fab. 
They were really fab. Thanks if you came. I think there were lots of like-minded friends there. Much they were. They were. And some of them said hello to me. Um, and thank you for coming. Oh, yes. How kind. Living backstage, me. bringing me some flowers. Which oh, so kind. So kind. Um, uh, I, but no, it was a lovely time. And I'll let people know if, when it goes out. Hopefully someone. It'll be going out. Someone will have it. It was really wonderful. I was so happy for you. You you know, it was it was lovely to see the audience who are there to celebrate all your hard work and 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 your your wonderful stories. It was back to back funny funniness. It was brilliant. Thanks, Tom. I do appreciate that. Right, that's enough of that. I'll feel embarrassed if not. Oh, we better go. Shame, we better shame go. Reaction. Shame reaction. Shame reaction. Shame reaction. But nothing to be ashamed of there, by the way. But no, no, natural, no. But, but shame, bashful. shame. Natural bashful. Natural bashfulness. Natural bashful shame reaction. Yes. Now there's a show. Fine, I'll do it. Okay. <laughs> what time do I have to be there? Listen, you have a great show in Norwich tonight. Oh, thanks. Thanks, Suze. Looking forward, Love actually. Norwich. But you know what I say about Norwich? Always further than you think. So oh. do set off early. Oh, yes, that's true. Okay, I will. It is a bit of a long way out on the East Anglian uh, Peninsula. Mm, but great audiences, I always think. Lovely Norwich. audiences. Great audiences. Lovely. Looking forward to going to, um, there's a pub called The Murderers, I think it's called. I'm Are you staying taken, over? Staying over, yeah. The pub, pub called The Murderers? Yeah, I'm being taken there by Sue and Gordon. Um, Who's Sue and Gordon? Alexa's mum and dad. They're travelling in from Oh, the that's really nice. Mm. Well, I've never met them, but say hello from me. I will. Alexa said I can get a, a prawn mayonnaise sandwich and some um, fat chips. Oh, that is right up your bit of Maybe on a granary slice. That's what I'm hoping for, but more on that story later. More on that story as it unfolds. Mm. <laughs> I love you. Goodbye. Goodbye, everyone. Bye. bye. I love you too, Suze. Bye. Bye-bye. 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 Bye-bye.